Hello and welcome to Not Your Basic Influencers. We're two licensed mental health professionals influencing you on the shit that matters most. This podcast is in partnership with Dive Through, a mental wellness company that helps you dive through what you go through. Let's jump in. Anyways, here we are, just the two of us. No, it's been a while. It's been so long. It's been a long time since our late night session. I know. And I like them. I feel like sometimes like the best thoughts come at this time, you know, and I know that we, I don't know. I mean, I love having guests, but I do think it's good for us to have some, just the two of us and people get to hear our voices, you know? I agree. Yeah. So that the one, of the, so I, I thought of this topic of like finding our people because I did a podcast with, um, these two girls are creating this app to meet friends, like as adults. Oh, nice. Oh, how fun. Fast. Yeah. And it was funny because they, they, we, well, my, my episode specifically was about like how to be authentic with, with yourself in order to navigate like friendship. So it's all friendship yeah. related, but I would, but pretty much their whole thing is, is when you become an adult, like you're in your like, especially when you're in your like late twenties, early thirties, people start moving everywhere. Like everyone has their own lives. You start having families, getting married. And it's just like, it's hard to maintain those connections. So then you're yeah. like seeking connections, but that's right. also hard to do as an adult with a family or like just as an adult. Yeah. Well, I imagine it's, and obviously I'm not in the dating world, but just from hearing and like our conversations talking about dating, I'm like, I wonder if it's like similar to that, you know, like unless you grew up in that area or went to school in that area or whatever it might be, like, it's probably kind of hard to just meet new friends. Yeah. You know? So that's a, what a great idea. Isn't Bumble, no, Bumble's for dating. Isn't there like an app like that? They do, so Bumble, they do a friendship. Like you can do like business, dating, or friendship. Oh, cool. I've actually had clients that use the Bumble friends. And I think, I don't know how how you would define success, but I feel like they have met some people through there. Yeah. With these girls, so there, it's the Basque app and um it's not launched yet. So maybe we can link it later, but they, what they were saying, it's not, it's, it's, you know, cause Bumble's like, well, dating is mainly pictures. It's like mainly mm-hmm. pictures, like tiny little, like one liners or like interests <laughs> or prompts, but nothing. I don't know. We don't pick our friends. Like we pick people we want yeah. to date, like partners yeah. typically. And we're looking primarily at like pictures and attraction. And that's kind of like the you know, the center of it all versus, so they were just saying that they wanted to create this app that's focused more on shared interests and just like you could, where you could like do videos through it. They kind of like have these, like, I think it's the idea of matching people based on interest values, whatever. So I think it's really cool. Yeah. So very 2021. You so so you maintained friends through high school. Like you have like a core group of friends you've maintained over the years. It's so funny. Cause right when you had mentioned this topic, it just had me reflecting because I really, I would consider myself like a loyal friend. And though a lot of my friendships have changed, like I'm really not one to cut somebody out. And obviously boundaries are like a whole different conversation, but I've, it's taken a long time because I've gotten disappointed in a lot of ways with friendships. uh, Many of my friendships, just as my life has changed. But I think I've learned to like, it's one of those things of like, well, I don't, I love this person and we're just in different stages of our life. So like, how can I accept that and still maintain the friendship? Right. Like, Mm -hmm. um, 
but I think, and my friend won't mind me sharing this and all my friends and family know about this, but, um, one of my best friends who's a, you know, a part of that like core group of the four of us, um, started dating. It was like my boyfriend through high school and college Mm -hmm. and she started dating him. Um, when I was already, okay. Yeah. Okay. And she was like my best friend from like, I mean, we've known each other since middle school. We were like really great friends in high school, lived together through undergrad. Um, and I had already started like dating John and I want to say we were living together and she had started dating him. So we'd already been broken up. It wasn't like we were together, but that was a really like big test to our friendship. Like we didn't, I want to say we weren't really friends for probably like a good two years. And then we kind of became cordial again. And I was like planning my wedding and, um, anyway, she was in my wedding, like, and you know, the friendship has changed, but I'm like super thankful that she's still in my life and we made it work. Like, Mm -hmm. so I feel like for me, it's like finding my people has been like accepting just the differences in where we're at in our life and not letting that be a deterrent for, I don't know, cutting off a friend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me, so have your, have your friends been primarily like in California, like they've stayed here? Yeah. Yeah. So my high school friends were like dispersed, like not just outside mm-hmm. of San Diego, but out of state. And so the high school friends, like I'm really only in contact with a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we talk, it's like nothing ever changed. And I actually saw one of those friends this weekend and it was like, literally like nothing's ever changed. And we just yeah. picked right up where we left. It's nice. And she had a baby during like the pandemic or like right before. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't met her daughter. And so it was just like funny because it was very weird to see her almost like it's just under two years since I saw her last before she had her daughter. But then to like, just meet her again, like, you know, and it, like nothing ever changed. And then also she has this tiny human that I've never met. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny. Cause I was just like this weekend, I was like, you have a, you have a kid, like you have a daughter. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. And I think it's just funny because it just felt so good. Like every time I see her, it feels really good and it's like so normal. And, but it's hard because I think I had the, for the longest time was like, felt almost like I had no friends, not because I didn't have friends, but like those close friends I had in high school, we kind of just all did our own thing. Two Mm -hmm. of them were on the East coast. The others I kind of lost touch with. And it's just odd. Like, I think there are, so I just think two different friendships, like take on different forms. So totally. With those ones that moved to the East Coast, ones like my best friend from middle school and high school, when we talk, which is like once or twice a year, isn't very often. Again, it's like nothing ever changed. She's still yeah. on the East Coast, but it's also, but it's, it's, I've definitely finally, finally accepted. Like this is where our friendship's yeah. at. It's not yeah. like I don't love her, or care about her, but we aren't going to talk every day or text every day. And we chat, you know, we check in over the holidays or like, for birthdays yeah. and stuff, but it's very minimal, but it doesn't now I finally think accepted it. That's what it is. It doesn't mean that we're not friends or that it doesn't have right. any less significance. And see, that's what I love about it because it's, and it's getting to that point, right? Like navigating those changes. And for you guys, it sounds like a lot of the, it was like the distance, right? Mm-hmm. Automatically. It's like, you're kind of forced into that. Yeah. Um, but it is weird. Like how much you change obviously between high school and, you know, now we're both in our early thirties, like a lot of things happen. A lot of things just change and who we are. And I do love like what you're talking about, like with my friends from high school, it's like you do, you pick up right where you left off. 
I feel like there's a like very silly, fun version of me that exists with them that isn't the same with other people. Like, yeah. And I love that side of me. And is it like completely who I am? I think it's a part of me, but it's like, it doesn't necessarily come out unless I'm with them, yeah. you know? And then I have like my other good friends that I've met in like college or since college. And I love that too, because it's like, you've got, I've got my mom friends. I've got my, like, if I'm going to say single, I would say maybe not married, like my not married friends, like, mm -hmm. but I love it. There's a purpose in all of it. And yeah, I think it's just so important. And like, you mentioned this, like kind of figuring out, and maybe before we started recording actually, but like figuring out who you are. And I think that that kind of gets like tough when you're navigating things, but it is really powerful once you kind of figure out who you are and you don't feel so like pulled in those differences when you're like connecting with people from your past, like you can still be true to who you are and that could have changed. Um, and still find ways to like honor that friendship, you know? I think that's a good point because I think, and I've talked about this before in like different, different ways, but just being in college, I had like friends that weren't, were not in the Greek system and friends that were, mm -hmm. and the Greek system for me, not even just the people, but like, I wasn't a hundred percent myself and was very much, I think trying to be kind of like this prototype Santa Barbara sorority person yeah. that wasn't really true to who I was. So I was trying to fit in and not like they were for, it wasn't like I was being coerced, but I felt like I did have this like mask and I did have parts of me that were there. But I think for the longest time, because I wasn't myself, those friendships didn't work out long-term because like I really right. wasn't, I don't think I was a hundred percent myself throughout the course of college and those friendships. Cause there were so many outside pressures and external factors and just this weird culture. Like this, the Greek life is just so weird. And, um, why did I bring that? Oh, I think it was just like finally figuring out, like, I think, like you said, like, even if you don't, aren't exactly like your friends, if you can just show up as yourself, that's all that really matters. Right. And I think that's like a lesson I've learned, especially over the the last few years with differences with some of my friends not so much in like core values, but just like with interests or like yeah. our, some of our beliefs, right? It's like, I can, we, we can have differences and it doesn't really take away from the friendship because I know I can show up as myself. Whereas in those friendships in college, I really couldn't, or I didn't you like, like weren't being congruent with like who you were. Uh, yeah. And it was just like, kind of like was exhausting because you have to like yeah. do this act and it just, so I think that's a huge part for people. And I think people that are trying to find friendships I, especially as adults, it's so hard already as an adult, right? Like it depends mm -hmm. on where you work. It depends on like, if you're brand new to a city, whatever the case may be, it's hard sometimes like in our field, right? Like we work very independently, but we do work as a team often, yeah. but it's just hard sometimes to connect. And, yeah. um, I don't know. It's just like, it really, it varies from situation to situation. But I think the one thing I can say is that it's when you find your true, you like people, your people, like people you can be yourself around. Like it's so liberating. I feel mm -hmm. so much for people that feel like they can't be the, like themselves. Yeah. And that, and we could talk more about it later, but like that leads to loneliness, right? Like you could have a group right. of friends. You could like have a partner and a family and still be completely lonely because you just can't be yourself. Well, and I think even when I reflect on like, you know, my own disappointment and those feelings of loneliness that came up, um, and I'll say specifically, cause my, my girlfriends and I have had this conversation, but you know, when I was 
getting married and having kids, none of my other friends were on like my core group of girlfriends. And that was really hard and just came with a lot of changes. And I was like the odd man out for a while and not at any fault of anybody. Nobody was doing anything wrong. It was just, and that was really tough because I was dealing with this like big life change. And I'm like, I wanted, but it was kind of like the and, right? Like it wasn't, I was very thankful and grateful that this is where my life was. And I was missing this part of me and like watching them still do all these fun things or do things without me. And, you know, even if I was invited, it's like, I've got a baby and now I can't spend the night and it just shifted. And it, it took me a while to really like, I think, accept that part of like me and like find, find that balance and find a way to make it work. But it's hard. It's hard navigating that. And, you know, when I think of like the friendships that I miss the most, it's the ones that I don't really maintain anymore and not for any other reason other than, you know, like when I worked in restaurants um, and even when I worked for child welfare, like my friends that I had there, like the people, I would say some friends and some acquaintances, but just people that you were used to seeing all the time, like those friendships have dissipated and people have just gone on with their lives, you know, but those are like, I don't know. Some of my like best memories are with my like restaurant people. And I'm like, Oh, I wonder what they're up to. <laughs> you know, it's funny Cause those relationships, I feel like are those friendships and relationships are out of con- not convenience, but kind of like proximity, right? Yeah. Like you're like just proximity. You can connect be- because of those like day-to-day experiences. I can't mm-hmm. imagine like in the industry, like honestly, I, I, I just think I've, I don't know if I mentioned this. I worked at a as a cocktail waitress in Santa Barbara for two weeks and quit. Like I, it was not, I was so stressed out. I could not handle it. It's super stressful. I, so anyways, like I honestly have so much respect for that for people in the industry, like both waitresses or waiters and servers and bartenders. I just, it was not for me, but like you share these experiences with people, even if you like have nothing else in common, Mm -hmm. But then, then you like, I don't know when you're young, then you can go out and get drinks or like, it's just like yeah. a totally different experience. It's but a different I think, culture. Yeah. But I think it's like those, those relationships are like play the season, right? Like they helped you get through maybe tough yeah. times or the job or the, whatever you were dealing with at the time. But I agree. Like, it's one of those things where you're like, maybe it wasn't like a long-term life, like lifelong friendship, but it's what I needed yeah. then. And I look totally. at it fondly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think of those, like those fun times. And I'm like, yeah, that's what 100% helped me get through like my breakup in between like a relationship and meeting my husband, you know, like was just having that group of people to like hang out with, not talk about anything super serious, but just spend time with and like get your mind off things. But my dad has always said that, like, I feel like growing up, it was always, you know, we have friends for a reason, friends for a season and friends for a lifetime. Like, yeah. And I don't know. I, I like find that to be true. And I guess I'm curious for you because I've learned, I don't know, I've had some people that are really good with, I don't even want to say boundaries because I think there's time for boundaries, but also like they'll cut out friendships and I'm like, that's so interesting. Like if it's just not serving them anymore, has that happened to you? Like, have you had to like cut people out? A couple of times, like I was kind of more intentional about like, is this relationship helpful for me or not? Yeah. And I also would say I became a caregiver for friends for a while, like, Mm -hmm. and friends would take, would be there for me. It wasn't like just completely one-sided, but I started noticing I was taking on that role for a couple of friends of like, it felt like therapy. And I felt like I was doing crisis management a lot of the time. Like it felt like, you know, most of the time I was sought after 
as their friend, like I think they truly cared, but it really yeah. became very much, they come to me when they're, and I say crisis and that's subjective, but like, you know, when like yeah. something's going on and it became like highly stressful and I started noticing kind of like anxiety or like stress or almost resentment sometimes like talking to them. And it was one of those things where it wasn't like their fault, but I think it kind of, we got into this pattern. Mm -hmm. And also I think with a couple of those friends, we grew apart. One I'd known for a really long time since like freshman year of high school. And while I think they're a good human, I just feel like we, there was just so much that made us think and do things differently. And then I also mm-hmm. think it's funny. I've talked to my friends about this because I, I feel like I'm one of the few of my friends like now that like have really had to like, kind of like not break up, but kind of like distance or I don't like to say cut off because the kids say cut off. The teenagers say it all the time. I, I can't stand that, but like have to have made this, you know, made this decision to like, to to no longer be friends or have a relationship with that person. To draw a boundary. Yeah. But I think, I think I just was finally like, I, it's, this is just, it's just taking, it's taking and taking and giving and giving. And while I got support from both people, it felt very much like 75, 25, like just very, you know, and it, I, and I, I like speak like, I don't know. I, I feel weird talking about it, but like, it's like not, a, it's not like, um, I guess it's not anything that I haven't shared with people before, right. but it's not about someone being a bad person or being like shitty to me. I think it's just, I felt like it was not balanced all the time. And so yeah. making kind of this conscious decision, like, okay, like I, I can't keep doing this. And it was tough. One was more naturally, like we kind of, it felt like, it felt like, you know, those like actually like dating where you're kind of like both just not, like, I think I remember being like, finally actually being honest about like how I felt about a situation they were in and they were not having it, that I was like honest and direct. And I want my friends to be honest and direct with me. Yeah. And so that kind of, I think ruffled some feathers. And then we just kind of like slowly just not as communicative. And then we just kind of stopped talking And so that was more like, I think, mutual. The other one I felt like I had to, I like kind of expressed like I needed some time. Um, Mm -hmm. And that sucked, but I I felt like there was so much relief there just because of how I was feeling. I don't know. Well, and I want to like draw attention to something you said, because it was interesting because you talked about the imbalance. Mm -hmm. And I think like, I don't know, when I reflect on any of my relationships, it's not always, right, like any, even like a romantic relationship, it's always 50-50. There's going to be times where it's like something's going on in someone's life and it is a, like you said, 75-25 split. Mm-hmm. But it's when it's like that all the time, right? Yeah. Like that's when it becomes so draining yes. where you're like, no, this is like Absolutely. the constant. Totally. Yeah. No, exactly. Because there's there are times where someone, like I'm going through something and my friends are are being the support for me. And then it, it then it flips and then it's the other yeah. way, but yeah. you're right. No, so it's, it's more like consistent, like yeah. very much consistent. And I think too, you've talked about this too, but being like in this profession, being compassionate people, like caring, wanting really, there's a people pleaser part too. Um, it's like a combination of all these things and traits mm-hmm. 
that sometimes too, I think I take on that role. Like I probably insert myself and then it becomes the like system. Like I talked to actually clients about this, like even the family system, right? Like we all mm-hmm. have a role and in our responsibility that's kind of like designated to us just naturally. And we don't even think about it. And so then it's hard to kind of like reverse it or like change that system because it's just, that's the baseline. Like that is how mm-hmm. we maintain the status quo. Right. So I feel like too, I was kind of like, okay, like I need to start setting boundaries. Like I can't. And I, that's where like, it's I not think sustainable. it's sustainable. No. And I think I used to pick up the phone all the time for people, even if I was like tired and like just just down for the day, like needed, needed to decompress. And now I'm like, no, I'm not going to like pick up the phone right now. I can't. can't I'm the same way. I'm the same way. And I will say, you know, I like the idea of thinking of like our friendships as like, how is this, how is this serving me? And how do I feel about this friendship? Right. Just like having those reflections. And then two, like, you know, for me, I will say, I do think setting boundaries for myself helped in all my like relationships. Like I stopped being the person that you're describing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, if my phone rang at two in the morning, I would probably still pick it up for anybody. Cause I would think something's going on. Right. But I'm with you. I feel like I used to like answer all the time and make sure I got back to the text right away. And I'm like, I found myself exhausted. So now I'm like, yeah. It, and if it's not a crisis, it may be a few days before you hear from me, but I'll get back to you. Like, right. um, but it is, I really started, and this is just for me, right? Like where I'm at in my life, but started prioritizing like myself and my, my family, my little yeah. core group of my husband and my kids and, um, and friendships come second to that. And that's just mm-hmm. the way that it is. But I found myself like draining myself. Like my bucket was empty, just like giving to everyone because I am, I have a big family. I have a lot of friends, like, and I will try to give so much to everybody. And I was like, I'm just exhausted. So it's like, you have to find ways. Like if you're going to, I feel like, okay, Elise, if you're going to be that social butterfly and you're going to have like this group, then you have to find a way to make it sustainable because, you know, I do give more, um, I would say like consistently to a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like how it, it works for me right now, but it's the same thing. Like on the friendships where I felt like I was just giving way more consistently than I was receiving. And not that it's about like, Oh, like tit for tat. Right. But it's right. like, man, I just, if I find myself consistently feeling like an in, 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 in equity in the relationship, I have a choice here. I can continue doing what I'm doing. I can quote unquote, cut off the friendship mm-hmm. or I can cut back. I can scale back what I'm willing to give. And that I have found has worked for me in my relationships. And in the times that it hasn't, those relationships just kind of like naturally fade, you know? Yeah. And I think that's okay. I think that that's the hard part though. I think as you get older, you're like, it's sad. So it's almost like grieving, yeah. but also that's just like, what did you say? Your dad's, what is it? We have a friends for a reason, a season, mm-hmm. a lifetime. I mean, I think you start figuring that out. Like, okay, like yeah. it is sad. That hurt. That hurts sometimes to think about how we're not close. Like yeah. I was actually thinking about, um, one of our grad school friends who wasn't in like my core group who we've started drifting. Um, Sophie, Sophie. Yeah. That's well, no, I feel like I was super so close to yeah, Sophie too. It's funny Cause like I was just, yeah. and I was thinking of that recently and I still adore her. I think she's a mm-hmm. beautiful human. She, I don't know if she listens to this, but either way, it's like, I, for a while, I think I was like, Oh, that's, that's really sad. Like that's yeah. sad that we're not in touch. Totally. I used to like see her every holiday season. Cause my dad's family's in the Bay area and like, we'd be in touch and we're not 
really anymore. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's sad, but then you're like, it's not personal and it's very mutual. And you're just like, right. he has his whole life in the Bay area right. and with she pursued this different career. Right. And just like, I don't know, it was, it, it was a one, I mean, it was a great friendship. I still adore her, but it, you right. know, so I think it's just a weird time and it's, it, it sucks. It's like, I think it's like, you have to kind of go through, it's like a stages of grief with friendships, but I think totally. as we get older, you're like, okay, like that, that feels that hurts, but also I understand it and not take it personally is like, I think the, the, yeah. the, the most important thing I've learned is like, it's not personal. Right. It's not personal. And it, it's, it like naturally has to happen in order for you to, I believe this, like make room for other things in your life or for things to come into your life. Like mm-hmm. some things naturally have to like exit or become a much smaller part, right? Like we can't continue giving a hundred percent to everything that we've ever come across. Otherwise, I mean, we'd be like spread completely thin. We'd have not anything to give. Um, but again, I think it's like the proximity too, right? Like Sophie for me in college, I mean, I was super close to Sophie in college. And then after we graduated, I don't think I've even seen her since then, like since grad school. Yeah. Um, but like that, that it was like a great friendship. I feel the same way. And I think that that's that, again, that power of, and, and just like allowing, I don't know, feelings to coexist, you know, you can be like, grieve it and be super thankful that it happened. And I don't know. Well, it, well, it's interesting because I feel like with Sophie, I think too, as like, it sounds like you were like very getting serious with John, right? Mm-hmm. Sophie was dating. I was like actively dating. So I think we became this like single ladies, mm-hmm. whatever, towards the end of grad school. And then like, we had a lot to talk about with dating. So I just feel like right. it's funny because then you think of just where we were at stage of life wise and how then mm-hmm. that makes sense. Cause like, you know what I mean? It was just like, we were kind of at the same place in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we need that. Yeah. So I don't know what else I was going to say. I had something, but my brain, but I think it's just, I, oh, this is what I was going to say. And I just have to share this is, I don't know, you, you work with kids primarily, well, teens primarily, and I have mm-hmm. a, a bunch, but mostly adults. And, you know, they'll talk about not like, they'll talk about not having a lot of friends and that to them is like having only like three or four is what they'll say. And I'm like, that's a solid group. And right. we like have to talk about that. And I'll like explain, kind of do like psychoeducation and just like how mm-hmm. we can't kind of like that. We can't be friends with everyone. And like, are those three to four friends or even two, you know, one or two friends are those meaningful quality friendships. Right. And they're right. like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, what about, you know, that time when you had, you know, 10 friends and I say this in quotes or 12, whatever, were those all good friends, people you could turn to? And it's never the case. And so I think it's like, I think even as adults, we still sometimes might think about that, but I think it's quality over quantity and what you make of those relationships over just having this big group of people. Totally. Like what's the value in it? What are the things that you, I didn't want to say necessarily have in common, but like those common like values, like ultimately for all of you. And then just how you feel when you're with that person, because, and I, again, I know you mentioned this, but that idea of, I feel like for some of the kids that I work with that have a lot of friends, if you want to even say, quote unquote, they're popular, like some of those kids are struggling the most and feel completely lonely in their relationships and friendships. Right. So it's like, if you can find even just like a couple or even one, like you said, solid person that you feel like you can be completely like authentic and genuine with, I mean, that's so invaluable. Yeah. 
just one person to be like, I, I would be like silly, weird. Yeah. We all have that in silly, us. weird ass self there. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Most important. So. And then you never know. You could come back and like reconnect right. with somebody. I would even say we were more acquaintances, like, you know, and like completely reconnect. And here we are. Totally. Like, I know. So cool. I know. It's we. It's just life. I think happens. Yeah. Just in weird ways. Yes. And so. Yeah. This was, a, this was a very like feel good podcast. Not not super not super heavy today. I feel like I want to go text all my friends how much I love them. Thank you so much for joining us today. For more information about our guests, resources, and topics discussed, check out our show notes. Support this podcast by subscribing and following us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you like this episode, please rate and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at NotYourBasicInfluencers and also call in and leave us a voicemail with any afterthoughts, questions, or suggestions for future topics at 323-553-2093. We would love to hear from you. And as always, we appreciate you.